This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Welcome to uh, the Tipping Point program. Uh, I'm Dr. Mark Hitchcock, and I'm guest hosting today uh, for Jimmy Evans. Uh, it's a great privilege uh, to be with you today. And I just uh, want to remind you at the outset, uh, Jimmy's new book, uh, Look Up, is out. It's, it's called Look Up. And the subtitle is Awaiting the Rapture and Our Final Redemption. So I want to encourage all of you to book it. It's hot off the press. It's just come out. Uh, you can go to Amazon.com and, and uh, get a copy there. Um, I endorse the book. Uh, I have a written endorsement in the book. I highly endorse it. Um, great book for you to read. And, you know, it's interesting. I, we got a question this week where someone asked, you know, what's a tactic you can use to help people who don't know much about Bible prophecy? You'll get interested in prophecy and learn more about it. Well, I would just say one tactic is to give somebody good material that relates to life today and things happening in our world and also gives them hope. Um, of the coming of the rapture and our final redemption. So uh, Jimmy's new book's out. So get a, get on Amazon, get a copy uh, of Look Up. Uh, what I want to do today in, in the teaching time is I want to kind of augment or supplement uh, what's in Jimmy's book about the rapture and our final redemption. I just want to answer a simple question today, and that is what happens to us when we die? So that's what we're going to talk about. And a, 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 a topic we get questions about all the time, you know, what happens when you die? And I want to get pretty, a pretty full, complete picture, I hope, of you know, what happens when you die, both for a believer and uh, for an unbeliever as well. And uh, then we're going to go into the uh, subscription-only uh, part of the program. And I want to talk about uh, what's been happening here recently, a lot of, a lot of things going on between Israel and Iran. Um, Israel's hit a, a, a munitions factory in Iran. There's been several other attacks going on. So I want to talk about that in light of Ezekiel 38 and 39. And uh, then answer some questions, a question about um, who's the angel who preaches the gospel in Revelation 14? Uh, what does it mean to have your lampstand removed in uh, Revelation chapter 2? Is that talking about uh, losing your salvation? And there's another question that asks, you know, how can the rapture be so close when there's not global cell service available and we still don't have a global digital currency and these other things. So we'll answer that, that question as well in, in the subscription uh, only portion in, in a few moments. But let me uh, talk about this very important question that, that faces all of us. What happens when you die? Because every one of us is going to die someday if we're not alive when the rapture takes place. Now, if we're alive when the rapture occurs, uh, we're going to do an end run on the grave. Uh, we're not going to die. We'll, we'll, we'll uh, go directly to heaven. But uh, if we're not alive when the rapture takes place, we're going to die. And we need to understand what the Bible says about death. So um, it doesn't hold so much mystery and maybe for some people even a great deal of fear. So let me begin by just mentioning or, or clarifying what death is. What does it mean to die? I mean, in the Bible, death means separation. It doesn't mean annihilation. It doesn't mean extinction. So when a person dies, they don't cease to exist. They're not annihilated. You know, some people believe that. You just die, it's just all over. Just like you didn't exist before you were born. When you die, you just don't exist when you die. But in the Bible, it's not annihilation or extinction. It's separation. Remember back in the Garden of Eden when Adam and Eve sinned, 
God told Adam, he said, when you eat the day that you eat of the tree, the knowledge of good and evil, you will surely die. Well, Adam didn't cease to exist. He and Eve, when they ate of the tree, what happened is they died spiritually. Spiritually, they were separated from God. The, the fellowship and the relationship with God was broken. So there's a spiritual death uh, that takes place, that took place for them in being separated from God. Now, since that time, every human being is born into this world spiritually dead. That is, we're spiritually separated from God. Now, another kind of death is eternal death or, or, or uh, the, what's called the second death in Revelation chapter 20. And that is when people will be eternally separated from God in hell um, who refuse to accept Jesus Christ as their Savior. So that's a kind of death as well. Again, they don't cease to exist, but they're eternally separated from God. But another kind of death is, is physical death. And so at physical death, what happens is there's a separation that takes place. The material and the immaterial are separated. So the material is our body. Uh, the immaterial is the, the soul, the spirit, uh, that, that either in the case of a believer goes to be with the Lord or in the case of an unbeliever goes to Hades. So when a believer dies today, there's a separation that takes place. The, the material stays here, the body stays here, and, and uh, uh, 1 Thessalonians uh, chapter 4 says the body falls asleep. And the immaterial part of us, if we're a believer, goes immediately uh, to be with uh, the Lord in heaven. So the idea that you, know, you just cease to exist is contrary to the Bible. You go someplace. Um, in, in the parable Jesus told in Luke chapter 16, there's a, a, a poor man named Lazarus and there's a rich man. And the rich man dies. It says the rich man died and he went to Hades. And then it says, and Lazarus died and he went to the bosom of Abraham. So you'll notice there that death is not a period. It's a conjunction. Lazarus died and the rich man died and. So the believer, the, the soul, the spirit of the believer goes immediately to heaven to be with Christ. The soul, the spirit of the unsaved person goes immediately to Hades, awaiting the day of, of final judgment at the, at the great white throne. So the body falls asleep. Now, in 1 Thessalonians chapter, uh, chapter 4, it talks about uh, us falling asleep when we die. Falling asleep, there's not referring to the sleep of the soul, but the sleep of the body. If you've ever seen the body of someone who's died, it looks like it's asleep. But the soul doesn't fall asleep. The soul immediately goes to be with the Lord. You remember in uh, 2 Corinthians 5, the Apostle Paul says to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. Uh, Paul says in Philippians chapter uh, 1, he says, I have the desire to depart and to be with Christ, which is very much better. So the moment that a person dies and leaves this earth, they go immediately to be with the Lord if they're a believer. So the body falls asleep, but the soul doesn't sleep. You know, a lot of people have taught soul sleep, that you're kind of in some unconscious state, you know, between death and the time when the Lord comes. I know the Bible says we immediately go um, into the presence of the Lord. Now, after a person dies, between that time and the rapture, when the Lord comes back, that's often been called the intermediate state the intermediate state. So a, a believer dies, the, the soul, the spirit goes to heaven, their body is here. But a lot of people wonder, well, well what, what's this intermediate state like? Do we have a body during that time? Some, some teach that we'll have an intermediate body. 
kind of a temporary body during that period of time. Um, there, there are some scriptures that, that could lend to that idea. But in, in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, the Apostle Paul says in um, verse 2, he says, In this house we groan, longing to be clothed with our dwelling from heaven, inasmuch as we, having put it on, will not be found naked. And he's talking there about the ultimate body that we'll receive when the Lord comes. But he says here, in the meantime, we're naked. Inasmuch as we, having uh, put it on, won't be found naked. For when we're in this tent, we groan being burdened because we don't want to be unclothed to be clothed. So that what is mortal will be swallowed up by life. So Paul seems to imply there, I believe, that when we die, the body falls asleep here. Our immaterial part goes to be with the Lord. And I think during that time, we don't have a body. We're disembodied. Um, it's, it's called there, Paul calls it being unclothed or being naked. Now, that seems strange to us because we're only used to a, a bodily existence. And it's possible we could have a temporary body, but I think 2 Corinthians 5 would argue against that. So a believer dies, they, their, their immaterial part goes to heaven, uh, they're to be with the Lord. And you say, well, well when do they get the, this permanent body? Well, the permanent body is received at the rapture. When the Lord comes, we're going to receive the, the, that permanent body. Let me read in, in uh, 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. It says uh, there in verse 14, for, for since we believe Jesus died and rose again. And I love that. It's a, it's a statement of certainty. We believe Jesus died and he rose again. Even so, God will bring with him those who have fallen asleep in Jesus. For this we say to you by the word of the Lord. In other words, this isn't something Paul made up. When he says, I got this from the word of the Lord, it may mean he received special revelation from God, or it may just be him referring back to what Jesus taught during his earthly life. But he says, I say this by the word of the Lord, that we who are alive and remain until the coming of the Lord will not precede those who've fallen asleep. Now he refers to several times to falling asleep. He uses that, that picture for dying. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com system. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. And uh, again, that refers to the body. Uh, that, that falls asleep. The word that's used here, the Greek word, uh, we get our word cemetery from it. It's the word kamao. It was uh, koimeteria was the word back in that day for a cemetery. So a cemetery is basically a dormitory or a sleeping place for bodies that have fallen asleep. Now there's a, a an old uh, adage I got years ago. It's from a uh, uh, tombstone from a man who died down in Alabama. Um, his name was uh, Solomon Pease, and his name was spelled P-E-A-S-E. -E. And on his tombstone, these words are written. It says, here lies the body of Solomon Pease under the grass and under the trees. But Pease is not here, only the pod. Pease shelled out and went to God. 
Now that's a, a picture of what happens when a believer dies. Uh, the, the pod stays here, but our immaterial part, our soul, our spirit go immediately to be uh, with the Lord. So, you know, I always say to people when I'm out at a, a gravesite, you know, doing a graveside service for a believer who's died, uh, you're not buying this piece of ground, this burial plot. You're just renting it for a while. Because someday when the Lord comes, he says here in verse 16, the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, the trumpet of God. Then it says the dead in Christ will rise first. We who are alive and remain will be caught up together with him in the clouds uh, to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. So let's put this all together here. And by the way, all, all this that's stated here, 1 Corinthians 15 tells us all of this will happen in, in a moment of time. The time it takes to blink your eye, the, the word there's in a moment literally is the word atomos, the word atom, something that can't be divided any further. So all this will happen in a moment of time, but it's kind of like Paul slows the film down for us here and kind of gives it frame by frame. So he says, Jesus is going to come and he's going to bring with him those who've fallen asleep in Jesus. So he's going to be bringing back with him their immaterial part, their, their soul, their spirit. And he's going to descend from heaven. There's going to be a shout. There's going to be the voice of the archangel. There's going to be the trumpet of God. And then the dead in Christ will rise first. So it's the dead in Christ. It's believers. Their bodies are going to be resurrected. So Jesus, it says, is going to be bringing with him those who've fallen asleep in Jesus. So he's bringing their immaterial part back, and their body is going to be resurrected. It's going to be a glorified, immortal, imperishable body. And he's going to rejoin that spirit, that perfected spirit, and that immortal, imperishable, incorruptible body together. And they'll be joined together then forever, where they'll live with a perfect body and a perfect spirit uh, for all of time. And then it says, those who are alive and remain. So there's going to be believers alive on the earth when Jesus comes at the rapture. They're going to be caught up. And that's the word that we get our word rapture from. We're going to be caught up uh, to meet them in the air, to meet the Lord in the air. And so those who are alive are going to be caught up and be perfected in their spirit and their body in a split second of time. And they're going to be caught up uh, to meet the Lord um, in the air. And so that's what's going to happen when, when the rapture, uh, rapture takes place. You say, well, well, what about people who don't know the Lord? What about people who are unbelievers who've died? Well, the Bible tells us that those who are unbelievers, when they die and leave this world, of course, their body remains here, but their soul, their spirit goes to a place called Hades. Hades is a, a temporary place of confinement where they'll be held until the great white throne judgment when they're brought there before God uh, to be judged. So at the great white throne judgment, all the lost of all the ages are going to be resurrected. They're going to be brought there before God. And that's going to happen at the end of the Christ's millennial reign in Revelation 20, verses 11 to 15. So the rapture will occur. You know, believers are going to be caught up to meet the Lord in the air. Then after the rapture, there'll be a seven-year tribulation period on the earth. The end of the seven-year tribulation, Jesus will return to earth at his second coming. There'll be a thousand-year reign of Jesus on earth. And then at the end of that time, that's when all the lost will be brought there before the bar of God uh, to be judged. So they will be resurrected as well someday. Their spirits and souls will be brought up from Hades, rejoined with their body, and they'll be judged by God there. And then they'll be cast into uh, the permanent place of judgment, which is called Gehenna or, or the Lake of Fire. So that's kind of a, 
overall picture of what happens uh, when to, to a believer when they die. So, you know, if, if we read uh, uh, the obituary today of a believer who dies or someone we know who's a believer dies today, we can rest assured that that believer goes immediately to be with the Lord. Uh, their body may be placed in the ground here. Um, it's going to be resurrected someday, but they immediately go to enjoy a conscious, a rich fellowship with God in heaven. They'll be there in heaven, and, and, and certainly time will go by quickly. And it's going to go by fast until the rapture comes, and I think they'll be disembodied during that time. But enjoying fellowship with the Lord. When the rapture comes, that body will be resurrected, rejoined with their perfected spirit. Those of us who are alive are going to be caught up to meet the Lord in the air with them. We'll all live with him then forever. And um, I, I believe later on, um, Old Testament saints will be resurrected. I, my view is, and again, some disagree with this, but my view is that the rapture, only the, the dead in Christ are raised. The dead in Christ there, I believe, are church-age believers, believers from the day of Pentecost till the time of the rapture. That, that's who will be resurrected at the rapture. Uh, passages like Daniel chapter 12, verses 1 and 2, uh, passages like that indicate to me that Old Testament believers won't be resurrected until the time of the return of Jesus or the second coming. So if you read Daniel 12, 1 and 2, the resurrection of these Old Testament saints is after this time of great tribulation. We're going to be resurrected believers during this age before the tribulation at the rapture. Old Testament saints will be resurrected at the end of this time of tribulation. That's when they're going to be resurrected and receive uh, their glorified bodies, I believe, at that time. But I hope this helps clarify uh, what happens. I think, you know, a lot of times a loved one will die. Uh, we go out and we stand maybe on a, uh, you know, a, a, a windblown hillside somewhere at this graveside service. And we kind of wonder in our mind, well, you know, where are they? You know, what are they doing now? Um, you know, the Bible would tell us that a believer, when they die, are experiencing joy unspeakable and full of glory in God's presence. In fact, the Apostle Paul, I mentioned earlier in Philippians 1, said, I have the desire to depart and to be with Christ, which is very much better. He doesn't just use the comparative there. He uses the superlative. It's very much better to depart and uh, to be with Christ. So as believers in Jesus Christ, uh, we don't have to fear death. Uh, the moment that we take our last breath here on this earth, we are in the presence uh, of the Lord. We're there with him awaiting that day of the resurrection. When that body is going to be resurrected, that perfect body rejoined with our perfected spirit. And um, I, I hope I'm alive when the rapture takes place. You know, an old friend used to say, I'm not looking for the undertaker. I'm looking for the upper taker. And uh, that's what we want. We want to be here. We want to be alive when the Lord comes and be caught up to meet him in the air. We'll, we'll be able to, to do that end run on the grave and rob death. We'll be that part of that, that terminal generation uh, that will not die. And, and, you know, so many things in our world are happening today that lead us to believe that the rapture uh, could be very soon. Well, one of those events is what we see happening over in Iran right now involving Israel as well. So uh, we'll go into the subscriber section now where I want to talk about that, some current events related to Ezekiel 38, and uh, then we'll answer the, the questions that I mentioned earlier as well.